Thank you for listening to Cafecito with us. I'm Sarah. And I'm Diana. Please remember to subscribe. And leave us a review. All right. So in today's podcast, we are going to talk about, one, how do you keep your Spanish skills to the highest proficiency? And two, is it a struggle living at home with someone who doesn't speak Spanish? And really, is it even a struggle? Yeah. So... I, so at home, like, so home with mom and dad, right? Con mami, papi. Um, it was always Spanish. So that was my life and that was my consistent forever. Um, when I lived in Ecuador for a year, I was also speaking Spanish. Not always at home, but like my whole day was Spanish. And then like at home mm-hmm. with the rest of the volunteers, it was in English. I moved back home, Spanish as usual. But then... I, I moved out of my house to live with Matt, and he doesn't speak Spanish. He understands mm. it, but he doesn't speak it. So, like, now I'm in a new... First of all, moving out of my house was really, really hard, but that's, like, a separate thing. <laughs> but part of, part of the struggle for me, it was a struggle, was, like, I didn't realize how much of my identity was tied to Spanish. Mm. That, like, coming home from work... And not being able to speak the language at home and like like Spanish is my is like my love language it's like mm-hmm. my emotional language it's 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 my language so to get home and not being able to speak that with someone and like the only time I would speak it is if I was on the phone with my mom or my mm-hmm. dad so I would call them every day and I still call them every day I still talk to them every day mm-hmm. but like at home it was a real I was really sad. Like, I, I, I remember being super sad, not being able to, like, speak the language at home. Yeah. Um, same for me. I, I live with my, my boyfriend, and he's Italian-American, understands Spanish, but again, that's not his native fluent tongue. And so, yeah, I'm not using it with him. I mean, occasionally, like, there's some expressions and yeah. things. Um, I try to weave it in, but it, it's not the predominant language in the household. So unless I'm talking to mom and dad on the phone, there's no other Spanish. Um, in the car, the radio, yeah. I mean, the, the first question, right, about how do I maintain my highest proficiency of Spanish? I literally was thinking Bad Bunny and like <laughs> Carol G, Maluma, all these artists that I listen to. But it's, granted, I do enjoy the music, but it's also with the intentionality of keeping Spanish alive somehow, because yeah. otherwise... You know, I don't have an extended family here. Um, like a lot of uncles, aunts, cousins, a lot of them, most of them are in Ecuador and or all over the world. So there's that. So yeah, so that's that's how I'm keeping the Spanish. And what else can I say about that? Is it a struggle? Um, I, I wouldn't say it's a struggle. I think it's it's new. It's a new space. Um, obviously, I don't have, I don't even have a pet. I don't have children, but... That is something I've thought about, that I would want my children to learn and, and speak Spanish fluently and write it and read it. And so there is that um, in the back of my head that I want to preserve. I want to preserve the culture, the language, um, and the beauty of being Ecuadorian. Right. It was a struggle for me. Like, even though my, my job at the time required me, like, 70% of my day was speaking in Spanish, mm. writing in Spanish, you know, engaging in Spanish. So, like, I didn't feel completely lost about it, mm-hmm. but like my work was all in Spanish, so it was completely um, helpful. 
but the home aspect of it was really hard yeah. that that I was so used to speaking it at mm-hmm. home and then coming home and not being able to but like Matt understands and he's always understood so it came to the point I think that I was like I came to the point where I was just like I'm just gonna speak to you and maybe you'll pick up some words but like I can't and I feel like I was I was quieter which he was like probably like thank god but like for a period of time I was really I was really struggling Mm -hmm. with it but like music wise I'm I'm, I listen to all types of music I listen to a lot of Spanish music Mm -hmm. from like old 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 stuff to like current stuff our bond for bad bunny Mm -hmm. (laughs) um I like to I started to what I started to do when I moved out was I have I have um I listen to my books um I don't sit and read but I listen to them Mm -hmm. so I would do one book in English and then one book in Spanish I love that um and that was just it it just helped me feel like I was engaging that part Mm -hmm. of my brain um then we got a dog so I talked to my dog in Spanish and he understands all all Spanish and like Mm -hmm. he gets it and now I have a son who also I speak to in Spanish all day long my husband does as well like mm-hmm. all of our conversation at home is pretty much in Spanish and like I catch my husband like reading to my son in Spanish because we have a lot of like bil- there's so many resources now yeah. with like bilingual books and stuff so like I read to him in Spanish Matt will read to him in English and sometimes he'll read um he'll read it to him in Spanish too and I'm just like correcting the where the accent goes and stuff <laughs> but I just I find it super endearing from Mm -hmm. Matt's perspective to like understand the importance of a second language and even for him and and I think that he's also now submerged so like the household is very it's it's like I've dominated the space Mm -hmm. with the language um my mom speaks to my son in Spanish I spend more time with my mom now so we're constantly like I I'm back to my Mm. old days with like Spanish because we have a child now so it's like that's and I wanted that and I knew that would happen I was like no because when I have a kid I'm Mm -hmm. gonna speak to him in Spanish he's gonna get it and like my son knows Mm -hmm. and I love it and I I love seeing that part of his brain just kind of like ignite and engage Mm -hmm. when he looks at things and I point things out to him in Spanish and it's just like fantastic and even with Matt too but like the music books listening to books like having that dual I listen to the radio in Spanish I try to read as much as I can in Spanish because at the end Mm -hmm. of the day I think like now it's our responsibility because we're no longer engaging with like native speakers Mm -hmm. on a daily basis like how we were when we were being brought up exactly so now it's like just extremely important for ourselves to keep the language alive because it, it ties us back to our to our roots Totally. As you were saying that about Matt and Lorenzo, you know, him reading to Lorenzo in Spanish and you finding it endearing. It's such a learning opportunity, I think, for, for, for Matt too, though, right? Because, like, he's learning and growing mm-hmm. with Lorenzo and his mm-hmm. Spanish understanding and reading. Mm-hmm. That is something, like, as you said, that I brought back memories to when I was a kid. Um, I came to the U.S. when I was, like, three, three and a half years old. And my mom, like, I think that's how she learned a lot of the English was me going to school, Mm -hmm. kindergarten, learning the alphabet. Like, she was learning with me as an immigrant, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and it starts at that very rudimentary level. And then obviously you advance. But I think that's a great 
opportunity even for, for Matt, right, to strengthen his Spanish-speaking abilities. The kudos. I wish that, like, there's so many good things that I watch, like docu-series, and, like, you know, just regular things like news articles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I And I think about the access to information and, like, Sometimes I find like really good articles, but they're in English Mm. or like a video, but it's in English and it's like something that I want to share with my dad. And I'm like, this is so frustrating that like Mm. there's such good information here, but because there is a bit of the language barrier, because, you know, he's not a native English speaker. He speaks Spanish. Spanish is his first language. So obviously he understands more in Spanish than he does in English. So trying to look for information and like I I do like deep dives and like I have to find this same video whether with subtitles or with something mm-hmm. so that it could be shared that I think about accessibility in regards to like language yeah. and like if there was a way of being able to like translate things at a quicker if level. I mean what I'm hearing is you want to create a product or solution in the tech space that's inclusive for our Spanish speaking community is what I'm hearing. With like not with like information, right? Like I yeah. feel there's so many things I guess I guess the assumption is that only a certain people who speak a certain language would care about, but there's just so much that many people who don't speak English as their main language yeah. care about and they would be very good they would be very interested in reading in so like I just think about how we've evolved so much like even with the books that my son has like they're in English and in Spanish they're they're bilingual books yeah. one page books? In, where, where are they where? published from um little libros little libros shout out yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like fantastic I mean yeah. literally just great. I didn't grow up with books like that. Like yeah. it was either in English or it was in Spanish. Exactly. And my Spanish, like what the way I was taught was my mom would give me like news articles or, or my dad would make me read like a small article from mm-hmm. El Diario, <laughs> like, you know, whatever yeah. newspaper. And, you know, I would listen to the Spanish news and mm-hmm. I would really pay attention to like how to spell things. And, and I would, you know, my mom would make me practice spelling words so I would mm-hmm. do like she would do like spelling tests with me and it was like really random stuff like as my yeah. mom was cooking there it wasn't it wasn't like a structured, a structured thing, thing yeah. but yeah that and like my dad's love for music and like the bonding around music and I remember when I was little there would be you know different music that he would listen to and if it was in English he would ask me like what does it what does it translate to like what are they it's such a beautiful song but like I can't grasp Mm. the concept of like exactly what they're saying and this is an era before you can like look up the lyrics on the computer like we're talking the 90s so I would pause I remember being in the car and I just remember this as we're talking (laughs) like I remember being in the car and like pausing and being like okay en esta parte dice esto en esta parte dice esto Le digo, pero es como que... So it's like literary interpretation Mm -hmm. and then like, you know, the metaphor of the interpretation of of a song and how beneficial that was to me for my brain to be able to listen to something in English, interpret it, Mm -hmm. translate it into Spanish and interpret it so that it's understood not not in the literal sense. Mm -hmm. So like... How wonderful that is, which it goes back to 
when now it's songs in Spanish with Matt, specifically Bad Bunny songs. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I was like, well, there's a double meaning here. So, <laughs> and stuff like that. But I just, I think language is such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact yeah, that like our brains can process English and Spanish and music, it's like such, it's such a blessing to be able to understand yeah. music in like different languages, right? And you speak yeah, three. Three. Like, I'm like, four, four, four three. if you can't Newark. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, I speak Jersey. I speak Jersey, English. Right, I'm like, if you really want to go down that <laughs> rabbit hole, I mean, listen. But yeah. it's so true. It is a skill. It's a blessing to learn, um, to know, right, another language. And the beauty, right, of your brain, just being able to, like, turn on and off like that and, mm-hmm. and switch also at the same time and integrate. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's beautiful. Um, for me growing up, as you were talking about your mom and, and your father, right? I also watched a lot of TV um, mm-hmm. in, in Spanish, uh, right? Not a lot of TV. Well, in TV, when it was on, it was in Spanish, whether it was the news, whether or um, there weren't shows. And so as you were talking, I was like, you know, there wasn't like a, a Sesame Street. There wasn't like, I'm talking about kids shows. There wasn't like Reading Rainbow in Spanish. Like there wasn't that. I watched Sesame Street I, in Spanish. I didn't. So, like, literally, I remember coming home, and it was, like, the news. And yeah. right after the news finished, it was telenovelas. Interesting. From, like, 7 to 9, the two channels that we had, because we didn't have cable. So we just yeah. grew up with, like, public, whatever yeah, the public yeah. 13 channels were. Um, so it was a lot of telenovelas. Uh, Interesting. And my dad didn't approve of telenovelas. Like, he didn't like that, but mm-hmm. my mom was, was just, like, her thing. Like, I guess you put yeah. on, like, reality shows, yeah, like, yeah. to just keep the mind busy so she would have it on and then by default like I would just watch because yeah, it was on it's like and it's not like we had five million TVs across the household there right. was a one, TV, one TV so whatever someone's watching you're watching yeah um you know and as she's cooking her so I would just sit there and watch um and we could probably do a whole other <laughs> like episode on That's that so and its impact to me of like growing up watching so many telenovelas yeah and you know because one they're not for children like a lot of issues that they're like bringing up but two i do think one the way i dress my appearance how you look and present yourself to the world that that was very much influenced by really Mm -hmm. so i watched i didn't have cable either i watched plaza sesamo sesame street Mm -hmm. in spanish I watched the Looney Tunes in Spanish. Oh my God, no, really? Yeah. So I'm like, what channel was it on? Yeah. Right? But it, it was in Spanish. And I remember because I used to watch it with my dad. That's hilarious. Particularly on Saturdays. But like, yeah, I watched I watched those two were like my Spanish. I watched both in Spanish. And then I used to watch, because again, I learned English in school, mm-hmm. but like I had PBS, so like I was a PBS kid, so I watched yeah. Sesame Street in English, I watched Lamb Chop, and I watched like all these other, like all these other um, shows. But yeah, I mean, the Spanish was music, and then Plaza Sesamo, yeah. and you know, yeah, the Looney Tunes, I would watch it in Spanish. I don't remember watching any cartoons in Spanish. <laughs> huh. Yeah. I don't know what channel it was, but yeah, I, I, I know, know for like, sure I watched wow, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the French, so yes, because like I was born in France, so my mom lived there for a few years before coming to the U.S. That was like my first 
language like that was yeah. my first tongue my first language and granted I wasn't there for a long time but still like by the time your kid's like three like you will have spoken to him mm-hmm. once and that was the language my mom was just speaking to me in French so I remember like coming here and I was it was a little traumatic because like I couldn't understand anyone um, in school it was hard because again where I went it was a predominantly Latino community but Portuguese as well and so even the ESL teachers didn't know what to do with me because they were accommodating the um, Spanish-speaking students learning English and then it was me and it was like wow this girl um, so I went to ESL up to the first grade and that was it because I was still young enough so I was able to learn quickly but I remember that being a struggle bus like learning the alphabet even in kindergarten I was like what yeah this doesn't translate in my brain yeah like the letters don't make sense in French, English, or Spanish because they were all different, <laughs> right? Um, but my mom preserved, so with me, she preserved the French in the house. And even when she was teaching me in English, it was French to English. Mm-hmm. It was French to Spanish. I and mean, it was like French was the language the um, that predominated my mom and I. Until this day, some, like I remember growing up and like if she wanted to say something that she didn't want my brother to hear or understand or my dad or my siblings, like she would talk to me in French. And that's how her and I would communicate. So I was like the one in, in the house that ended up preserving French. My brother didn't care for it, so he let it. Do you feel that your French is a, a la par con el español? Or, or is it, it's like, so, where is it? For a while it was. I don't mm-hmm. use it yeah. nearly enough anymore now. But like I made sure, like in high school, I took all four years of French as opposed to taking Spanish, mm-hmm. it would also have been easy. Yeah, yeah. And then in college for undergrad, I also minored in French because I tried, again, to like maintain that level yeah. of um, fluency, but also elevate it, right? Because with right. Spanish, it's a whole different thing because I'm still talking to my mom, there's TV, there's yeah, resources, yeah. but and people. But with the French in college, that's why I wanted to have it as a minor, so I could you know have that quote-unquote college-level literacy. And then I ended up doing a translating job in Paris, um, my first job out of undergrad was, yeah. it was like a translator. It was very strange. It was actually like a credentials evaluator, but I had to translate all French documents to English and all Spanish documents to English. But now, like, I don't really use it. I mean, if I think if, I, if I'm put, if I'm put into like a room with folks, I can certainly have a conversation. I don't know that I could have like a college or a really advanced level conversation. Um, but then reading it, I can yeah. do it, writing it probably a little harder but it's because I don't use it right but I think if you drop me off in France for like a month or two I'll be fine like I'll be like okay I got this (laughs) French is French is hard and I say that and I say this coming from like my immediate default language is is Spanish so Mm -hmm. when I was in Nice for a month in college Mm -hmm. studying abroad and like everyone obviously spoke French Mm -hmm. I was like I, I could not pick it up. Really? Yeah. And so the I feel, and maybe this is just, the vowels are very different. Mm-hmm. The uses of the vowels yeah. in regards to like masculine and feminine are very oh, yeah. different from Spanish to French. So it makes someone who speaks Spanish trying to learn French very, very challenging because I'm so used to the Spanish mm-hmm. and where like the accent goes. 
No, totally. I think sometimes I use that um, when I mess things up in English or the order or like in Spanish. I'm like, it's because I have three languages in my brain. Do you think that you would teach your children French? I would want to. I definitely have more a stronger inclination and ties to Spanish. So yeah. that would be the priority. But honestly, I don't think there's... I don't think I don't see the negative impact or negative yeah. effect of of teaching kids more than one or two or three languages. For sure, you know, especially when you're young, because I saw, I experienced it myself. Like I saw how quick like my brain was able to absorb in retrospect. Not when I was like four yeah. years old, but like now I'm like wow, like for your brain to be able to adapt so easily and absorb three languages at once. I mean, I think that's fascinating. If your brain has the capacity to do it, a kid can do it. They can do not? it. They don't I know, get like confused. some parents get like very like they don't get confused. There's oh, no confusion. Be confused. Be, I'm like, Mm-mm. as a linguist, <laughs> there's no there's like studies that show that like children's minds, the younger that they are, they're a sponge, so they absorb it all. They're able, there's no language confusion. That's a complete myth. You can speak to children um, two languages at a time. So like the way it kind of breaks down to is like at least in mm-hmm. in my household it's like with mommy it's spanish and with papi it's in english mm-hmm. and like that's how it's going to be mm-hmm. so any communication that i have with my son the moment he starts speaking and, and actually being able to say words and not just babble it's going to be con mami en español y con papi en inglés right so it's it, it's totally possible to do, and children do it all the time. Yeah. I didn't learn English until I was like four or five, yeah. like efficiently, proficiently yeah. to be able to like engage in conversation. Yeah. Once I hit school, I was like, okay, I can speak English. It's such an added value when you're older too. Like I and granted, our parents didn't do it because of that, but I think it was more so to preserve the culture again and our ties to our, to their homelands, but. Growing up, I've seen like how useful in a professional setting it has been to know, right, Spanish, uh, more so in French because I don't use it that much. But in any case, I think it's such an art skill set, just like you want your kids when you put them in sports or anything, anything other right. else, recreational activities right. or artistic art activities, you want that side of the brain to develop. And so I do think, um, yeah, I'm so for and pro learning more than one language. All right. So, so I guess the, the takeaways in all of this is, A, we're sponges, like our brains as children, mm-hmm. super spongy. We were able to absorb language easily. Um, children, you know, there's no language confusion. Kids can understand language, multiple languages at the same time. Um, we listen to music. Like we listen to music mm-hmm. the most, most of all, Diana. We talk to each other in Spanish. (laughs) So like you're like the other person. So okay, it's like mom, dad, (laughs) sonita. Wait, mom, dad, bad bunny, sonita. You call bad bunny personally? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. Like my voice notes to you and to a couple of other of my friends, um, and then a couple of other of my friends speak English but they know Spanish, mm-hmm. but it's not their native language, but they like to practice too. So I just, any if you understand Spanish, oh, I am speaking to you in Spanish. Person, yeah. I am that person. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think it's a beautiful thing. It, it, it's one of the best gifts that 
for me my parents gave me was like the the knowledge and the understanding of language and the biculturalism behind it and like understanding my culture and like the ties to being Ecuadorian and like the music and I mean just like all Mm -hmm. of it is is something super beautiful and it's it's so much embedded as as my identity that like there is no Sara without Spanish I love that same I think like for me like Spanish is my inheritance right I know mm-hmm. for a fact girl I'm not getting no house I'm not getting no car no dog and I don't I never expected it right I'm lucky enough and blessed enough that I'll, I'll be fine and building my own life here but the inheritance is is the language and thank god you know them making the sacrifice to to bring me all the way here to this country yeah. so I will very much be preserving uh, my Ecuadorian roots and Spanish speaking abilities um, and to my children as well. Yeah. Yay. All right. Till next time. Till next time, folks. Thank you so much for listening in. And also, you may have noticed some background (laughs) noise in uh, towards the end of our podcast recording. We've got new updated microphones and phones. (laughs) So we sound better, but it picks up everything that was not my mother cleaning in the back (laughs) but it was our lovely cleaning staff in the building that was doing their job doing their job (laughs) so you know bear with us but now you know we're live we're better we sound better (laughs) and yeah we're just excited all right thanks for thanks all bye-bye